were. Welcome to the Roller Out the Barrel Vintage Football Podcast. It's actually a vintage baseball podcast, Roller the Barrel. On the Barrel Roller, Matthew Bernard, joined by my co host, Rudy Swamp Fox Frias. Damn, Rudy, that feels good. I could, the joy on your face. And that you're just you're oozing, you're emanating joy right now. It's amazing. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey. It's never many times in my life I've been able to celebrate like this during the third week of the NFL season. That's 18 <laughs> weeks long. <laughs> I've been celebrating uh, nonstop since uh, last week. Uh. I had a weekend last weekend. We're going to be talking to somebody uh, very shortly that's had a day and a week. Many days within a week. Uh, Rudy, before I ask you about your weekend, let me tell you what I did last weekend. Drop it. Uh, It went like this. I went to the Michigan State football game. I watched Tua's brother destroy the Michigan State Spartans. I got out of the game. I left at the end of the third quarter. I drove from East Lansing, Michigan to Romulus, Michigan, right next to the airport where Mike Feeney, everybody's favorite vintage baseball player, uh, has a haunt he does in the Halloween season. It's an outdoor attraction, and it was the first weekend for that. So I am a haunter, so I showed up. Got there in the nick of time to get into my costume. I will not tell you my costume. I I play many different characters, Rudy, but I don't need okay. I don't need like one of these flat rock punks showing up to the showing up to the haunt knowing which one I am. So I'm not telling anybody my characters. However, uh, I had a good time doing that, and then I drove home, and then I woke up and I watched. Oh, I went to work actually Sunday morning and then the red zone kicked in and oh my God, Rudy, Miami 70, Denver 20. Holy cow. It was, um, yeah, I thought it was a mistake. I honestly, I was like, cause I was doing a garage sale at that time and it was on in the background. And I was like, I was looking at the score, and I was like, "That's not right. Something's wrong there. They made a mistake." That was did, impressive. Did you see that the head coach of the Miami Dolphins, Mike McDaniel? Did you see that he was a Denver Broncos ball boy when he was a kid? Yeah, he was. And did you see that 
when he was the offensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, he wanted the head coaching job at Denver. He always wanted to go to Denver, and they didn't even interview him. So he went to Miami. Needless to say, 70 to 20 final score. Uh, so, yeah, so it's a long season, and I do not think the Dolphins are going undefeated or anything, but I feel re- really good right now, and I just wanted to get that out. Rudy, uh, what did you do last weekend? I didn't. Uh, as I mentioned, it was a garage sale weekend. So in the neighborhood, had a huge garage sale, had to move a lot of products. You know what? Nothing is uh, is more challenging than trying to sell your children's toys that they no longer play with without them knowing. And then, uh, yeah, so that was a delicate dance we did all weekend. But, yeah, everything turned out okay. Cannot you regift these toys to the other children? So you yeah. take Javi's toys and you regift. What? Why are you selling them in a, in a, in a rummage garage sale situation? Because people will give me money for them. And then, boom, problem solved. I get a little money and the, the stuff's gone. But then the issue is, is that the whole neighborhood does it. So my wife and the kids go out shopping and they bring back more stuff. And it just, it's a never ending cycle. It's Sisyphean, if you one might say. Do they ever bring you home toys? <laughs> never, never. It's a terrible marriage. Get out now. Let's bring in our guest. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> wow all the way well if your your wife does not bring you toys i mean what are we doing here why are we she doesn't alive? Listen. it's okay right? <laughs> why uh i'm sorry rudy it's uh I, I, my wife right now is at a high school football game and I fully expect a toy when she comes home. What's the problem here? What? Where's <laughs> uh, the misunderstanding? I get to go. <laughs> Rudy, please bring our guest into the chat. Oh, folks, uh, you got a taste. Just a, and not even a taste. You got a snack. Uh, not the whole kitchen, you might say, of an interview with this gentleman at the Ohio Cup. I had the pleasure to meet him and it was, it was, quite fortuitous the way it happened i was trying to i was thinking i was setting up and i was like i gotta find someone to talk to for 30 minutes um and as i was walking to the tent right before his game he comment commented on my my pelicans hat and i was like that's the guy right there i knew it just from his comment on the pelicans hat i was like i need to find out more about this guy ladies and gentlemen let me introduce to you for the second time Ryan Sauce Robinson. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Well, gents, thank you for having me. Everything's going well. Uh, I, I can't believe we got this much football content uh, <laughs> on a vintage baseball podcast, but I get it. When you're a Dolphins fan, you got to celebrate when you get the chance, and uh, so much respect. <laughs> I appreciate You had so much patience there. Well, <laughs> Listen, Ryan, moment. <laughs> Ryan, there's a very good chance – I'll never be able to do that again. I mean, I, <laughs> there's a very good chance that was it. Like, they're going to lose to the Bills this yeah. week, have a mediocre season, miss the playoffs by one game, and that's it. So, yeah, I get it. 70 points is a, is a once, is not a normal occurrence. So, you got to live on that for a while. And, and you were talking about your Michigan roots, which we chatted about last time. 
my niece is at Michigan State, and the Dolphins are owned by Michigan alum Stephen Ross, uh, who whom I've met. And so, you know, there's a lot of Mitten State oh, connections gosh. here. He's already. Rudy, he's already dropping names. Ryan told me. I love it. Ryan told me if you want to see some stuff, go to my Instagram page. It's just, it's just a bunch of look at me. No, <laughs> there's not. There's actually beautiful landscaped pictures. Uh, Ryan, I assume that you enjoy photography. I do. I do. I take those, and and there are very few pictures of me. But when there is a moment to celebrate it's hard it's hard not to throw a couple of those on there so don't you mean when there's a moment to say look at me look at me <laughs> look at me i'm the leader of the free world from 92 to 2000 yes uh, that that happened last week in new york i got to meet uh, uh you know depending on where people's politics are i think we all agree everyone loves bill clinton and so uh i i got to meet him and that was a childhood dream come true so that was that was a pretty unique experience it required me to sneak into a reception i didn't have a pass for but uh but i did it and uh and made it made it through act confident and and then so i got a, got in there and got to fulfill a childhood dream so we don't talk politics on the show, but we can talk about all these political figures and talk about yeah, yeah. meeting them and all that stuff. But we don't get into things like, uh, uh, like I this. totally agree. It'd be like meeting uh, who would be an 18th, whoever with Lincoln or Warren G. Harding. Just the uniqueness of meeting uh, a former president is, is amazing regardless of just to watch how people – these free, these world leaders that were all running around New York, how they operate in a room, what, whatever you think about what they came up with, like the magnetism and the dy- dyna- the dynamic nature by which they move is is really a sight to behold, regardless of how we think of whatever else they did. Uh, yes, and if I had the chance to meet Bill Clinton, I, I don't believe I would ask him about how his wife got to Jeffrey Epstein in prison. I think I would oh, ask right. him. Uh, I said we weren't talking about I no, that's I think I said that's not what I would ask oh, you him. Wouldn't do that. <laughs> uh that's good. That's good. No, Bill Clinton uh I like Bill Clinton. I he's not, you know, he's not really in the in the news anymore. You don't really see or hear from him very much. Uh, how did he appear health wise? Uh, you know, let's answer this and then we'll move on. So we don't lose the audience. <laughs> 90s politics, but, um, uh, he looked good. He looked good. He went vegan for a while. He looked frail for a bit, but he was as, as, uh, you knew, he, sh- you know, he shakes your hand with the double grasp. He holds one hand and he holds your wrist with the other, and uh, you're you're there. You know what's going to happen, and you uh, yet you're still a subject to the matter. As you saw, I think in the picture, it's like um, uh, there's probably an ear to ear grin. Yeah. And then as he, as you say something to him, and I and I thanked him because for me he was an inspiration for for getting into politics when I was 13 and some of the things I've done. And I just thanked him for that to which he pulls you closer and you're, he's taller than me. And so you're, you're now transported and you're the only person in the room. It's eye to eye. And, 
thanks you for that. And you're like, I know exactly what's happening. I've seen this talked about everywhere and yet it still works. So he, he was doing just fine work in the room and everyone had the same exact experience and you watch people have the experience and you just can't wait for your own. So uh, that feeling of being the only one in the room is exactly how I feel when I'm around Shakira. <laughs> uh, Rudy, I know that you know some of this stuff uh, that I have now found out about. So I'm going to let you get into the good one, if you remember what that is. Do you? Um, no, no. Well, there's so did No, just answer so the question. Many. Just answer the question. All right, we're yeah. going to ask about Jane Goodall, okay? But yeah. we're going to let Rudy We're gonna let Rudy run with that. Before I do, okay. uh, you're a cat lover. Do you still have a cat? I do. He just was sitting right next to me, um, but he's taken off to eat or lounge in the sun. He's got a very uh, relaxed life. He's retired. How convenient. <laughs> uh, I am of the opinion, I believe a conspiracy theory about cats is that they oh, don't exist. God. Cats oh. don't exist. Uh, they're imaginary friends. So my mother uh, lives in a senior assistant. It's, there's no assistance. It's just like a senior apartment building. And uh, she's had a cat for many, many years. Never seen Never it seen. once. Not <laughs> once. Not once. Oh, well, shoot. Uh, I, I'll see if you'll come back. <laughs> uh <laughs> But there's always a cat. There's always cat food and a, and a little water fountain going for the cat. And, and uh, you know, my wife. And God only knows it. who's eating it. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I'll say this. I have a theory on cats and dogs, people, because I think, I think you know immediately what kind of relationship you're going to get in based on whether someone's a cat person or a dog person. A dog person likes a lot of attention needs kind of uh, more affirmation in a day than uh, <laughs> than a cat person who wants to be left alone. And then they you come together, and then you go out on your own thing, and you come together. I, that's what I see between. And no, and neither is wrong. It's just a matter of of uh, the level of attention required. You struck a chord with Bell Roller. You right know there. <laughs> what I hear is a, a bitter, and I love both. I a love both. bitter former dog owner that wasn't getting enough attention <laughs> from his dog, and he moved to a cat. Nobody gets attention from cats. By the way, do you know that cats are at all times secretly plotting your death? That's a thing. You know that, that's I, a I thing. don't know that that's true, <laughs> but I do know that they domesticated themselves. National Geographic just came out with a bunch of research. Cats domesticated themselves. I don't know. We are talking about some random things. Wow. Now it's just for humans. <laughs> they don't do that with each other. It's just to it's to replicate the sound of a baby so that you are instinctively want to take care of them. It's, Isn't that amazing? It's for you to know and feel good about the fact that they're there right now and you don't have to worry about where they are while they're raising a knife getting ready. Your I, your poor retired cat that's walking around the house supposedly is uh, hypothetically is yes <laughs> probably got plans for you in every room in that house. Rudy, go ahead. We are uh, I don't know. We're about fifteen twenty minutes into this, and this is already cut it. Cut it. Let's start the most unique. Cut it. <laughs> Have you lost your mind? 
We have All right. no episode has ever <laughs> gone Epstein no. the cats. What's next? No, Rudy, this is what Ryan wants. He he's not happy with the line of questioning. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan, could you tell us I, what it's like the first time you try to catch a baseball with your bare hands? Yes. <laughs> you don't give him that generic question. You stop. Please, <laughs> please tell us what it was like the first time you caught that ball. With All right, hands. move on, move on. We don't need to answer the uh, basic ones. What do you got, Ray? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I, this is, I and this is the thing. As I was talking, I, I'm like barrel roller. I think he spoke about it. Like after we talked, Brian, I immediately texted. I was like, we got, we, we need more time. We there's. We talked about so much after I stopped recording that I was like, what are we doing? So you, you are a, um, <laughs> in the, in the YouTube video, your first to bat, it says the most interesting man in vintage baseball under um, your, um, your name. Uh, you spoke about this, uh, friendship that you have with Jane Goodall. And then you showed me some amazing pictures and videos of Jane toasting some wine that was recommended. And, and, I, my mind I was bought blown. it for her. That was wine I got for her, yeah. How did this happen? How did this <laughs> yeah. come about? So, so yes, great question. Um, mm. It is the most uh, random, uh, exciting, uh, you know, she's a global icon. Uh, for those listening, uh, Jane Goodall is the woman who redefined science through her work with chimpanzees in the Gombe in Africa and Tanzania. Um, and she noticed them using tools. And man was defined by using tools. And so she sends this off to her, um, to her mentor and he says, well, either uh, chimpanzees are man or we have to redefine man, which is pretty remarkable, this, this young English woman. So I work for uh, um, Arizona State University. I work in climate change solutions and some of the work we do around energy and food and water and education and ocean health. Um, led us, we have Jane's papers at ASU, so we started a conversation. She and the work that we do comes together. I got lucky enough to sit in a lunch with her and eight other people. And uh, by the time we got to my question, because I was pretty deferential, um, I just asked, you know, because I've watched a lot of her videos, I've, I've been an environmentalist since Clinton. And th so that's how these things tie together, right? Yes. Um, and so since I was 13 is what got me in. And uh, I, I got a little choked up because you're meeting Jane Goodall. And I said, this isn't the life you choose, but it's the life you felt like you must do to be an activist or speak for these animals that never, that can't speak for themselves. She's exhausting, she's tired, she's 89 years old, she's on the road 300 days a year. And I get a little choked up and she looks at me and this little table that we're sitting around and she says, it's okay. A lot of people do that. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that is amazing. And, um, and, and writes this beautiful handwritten note. And at the bottom, she, she shares this uh, Native American uh, saying that goes, um, without tears in the eyes, there can be no rainbow in the heart. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a life. So her team and our team worked together. I was with um, with their team uh, during Earth Week last week in New York, which we were referencing earlier. And then um, on Sunday, I am actually headed to Brooklyn to see her again. I've had the chance to drink whiskey with her. It's the most phenomenal life experience that I've gotten to know. And it's through work and a commitment to trying to make things better, right? 
Oh man, that's amazing. Uh, trying to make things better because uh, currently in New York is uh, terrible, terrible flooding that's happening. Terrible flooding, terrible flooding, and we can see. You know, I, I don't want to go too far on this, but um, you go as far as you want, Ryan. <laughs> well, there are things. Things are changing, and and whether or not uh, we, we need to probably figure out how. If nothing else, we adapt. If you want to believe a little, you know, if you if you want to trust the science, um, maybe how to mitigate, and then um, and and what we need to do in a changing world. Uh, so so and if nothing, if nothing else, the one beautiful thing about Jane is uh, a love for animals, which it sounds like whether you're a cat or dog or or otherwise. Uh, a love for animals is, is something I think that brings almost all of us together, unless you're a complete psychopath. And I'm willing, I'm fine saying that. So, <laughs> you know, that's a fair, that's fair. So, uh, so yeah, so it is, it's been a beautiful, um, inspirational connection that I never could have imagined I would uh, be a part of. But, well, just a quick follow up before I, we change subjects or anything. What wine did you get? Well, first off, what whiskey did you drink with Jane Goodall? And then yeah. what wine did you give her? Great question. So that was my first question before I went on that little tear-filled uh, 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 question section. I said, what's your favorite whiskey? And she said she doesn't have a favorite, although I found out that wasn't true. But I will answer what she says generally. She likes scotch and not peaty. So, so you've got to live in the scotch, non-peaty scotches. And she has a whiskey. This is public every night at 7 p.m. As her wee dram at the at, at the end of the evening. It's good for the voice, she says. And I, you know, who's to argue with Jane about whiskey? So I agree with that. Your second question was, what wine did I get her? When I, so I, <laughs> there was one time I was leaving one uh, university to work for another, and I had a special, I had a bit of time. So I went to, and wanted to relax. So I flew into France by myself and spent three weeks traipsing around France from Paris down to Bonn and Aix-les-Bains and into Ancy, which is in the French Alps, and then back into Paris. And just landed in Paris and thought, well, I'll just run around. The highlights of the trip were France won the World Cup while I was there, which was completely happenstance. I watched fighter jets do you know, red, white, and blue, the French color of the flag, go over the Champs-Élysées, and um, and then was in this region called uh, Burgundy, Bourgogne, and they said, this is the best region for red wine, so I always buy people red wine from Bourgogne, which is French for Burgundy, and um, and that's what I got her, and she, she appreciated it and sent me that video I showed you. If people are listening and haven't figured out by now, we're not talking baseball. Okay. So <laughs> don't wait. Don't wait for the baseball talk to start. If you want to listen to Ryan Robinson talk about baseball, please refer back to the episode we released last week. Uh, and he will talk vintage baseball with you on there. But there's just. I'm making notes as you go along. There's too much to talk about. Uh, uh, you know, at this point, it's probably important for you to tell people what exactly you do with politics. 
So yeah. they have. So uh, I'm not in politics. You know, go ahead. So, so to be clear, I'm not in politics. I do, and and I also will admit that I don't have kids. I I have a lot of free time, so I'm not. It doesn't mean to sound anything but appreciative for the weird, crazy life. But you make choices, and I I have more free time than others, right? So so that's that. It's silly, and and uh, but but I've been but I have that, so I can do that. And then I work in fundraising, so I do major gift fundraising around supporting projects as they relate to transforming our energy system into a more renewable or clean energy system. Oh no. It's frozen. Oh no. He'll be back somehow, some way he's frozen in time. Uh, he's going to jump. He, yeah. He said, I'll be back. He's just going to uh, chat. There it is. There he is. Yeah. Sorry about that. So, so energy, uh, water, because Arizona is in, a, in a, a precarious position when it comes to water. We can be a prototype for the world. Uh, food and feeding 8 billion people, education around sustainability, and, and oceans. We have a research center in Bermuda and Hawaii, and so um, raise money for those spaces too. So I'm, I'm in that, that fundraising space. So bringing up Earth Week, when I was a kid, it was just one day, and it seems now you have graduated it to a week. Uh, yeah. Is, is the Earth Day I knew as a child actually this this Earth Week, or are they two it, separate things? They are two separate things. So there is Earth Day created by um, uh, President Nixon on April 22nd is Earth Day. Um, that Earth Day stretches into a week now then. What I'm referencing is the United Nations hosts a bunch of people from around the world. So it's like the United Nations General Assembly, around UNGA, not the best acronym, around Earth Week. And so that's where I was in New York. And then when that happens, they have other things that happen at the same time. The Clinton Global Initiative, which is what the, there's a group con called Concordia. We do things with the Global Futures Lab at Arizona State, have a conference and things. So there's a lot of activity going there, and the people that are working in this space um, are all kind of there at the same time. Time Magazine, um, Jane Goodall's Institute, and the rest. What do you say when I say Al Gore, a huge... Um, you know, he believes the science of climate change yep. and all that. Uh, but when, yep. but he has a huge house that uses a lot of wattage. Is that a true or a false statement? I don't know if it's true or false, but I would imagine it's true. I would think I would be very surprised if he didn't have a big house. Um, I also would say, I also don't know what kind of, energy saving measures he's uh, put into his house. So I wouldn't know. I was just checking. Uh, also, I, I mean, he definitely lives in a yurt and yeah, it's solar panels. You know, when you think about it, what would be better than escaping to the jungle and yurt in the, in the jungle and maybe microdosing on <laughs> your, that, your, your vice of choice? <laughs> 
You currently reside in the dry heat of Arizona. That's true. I love to yell that as our team chair bringing it back to baseball. I like to yell it's a dry heat. <laughs> it was an oven, by the way, but yes, it's a, it's a dry heat. Why did Jody Arias kill her boyfriend? Oh, man, I have to look up who that is. Yeah, I was about to say, what is that? <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. You guys don't know who Jody Arias is? No. Murder of Travis Alexander. I do not know. I'm very unfamiliar with. Oh, geez. Um, yeah, she, uh, uh, he was a very religious man, and she was kind of. Oh, they're uh, from Mesa. That's the connection. Yeah, yeah. And uh, oh, okay. I didn't. I didn't put that together. She killed him and was taking pictures of it while she was doing it. Oof. Wow. How did you find this out, Farrelly? Well, she's a tasty little number, and uh, she is a tasty little. Number. It's kind of like Gone Girl. Yeah, like, that's a love story to me. <laughs> you know, like, there's something real hot about a woman who's like. I killed for you. Who else would ever do that? I'm like, oh, hey, what just happened inside of me? Why am I moved by that? Uh, yeah, you guys can look up documentaries. I can't believe you two have never heard of Jody Arias. I mean, it was like a, well, no, it's, it's a huge, up, huge story. I mean, this was 2015, though. There's a movie. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. It's on Hallmark, though, maybe. It's on Hallmark. Oh, okay. oh, <laughs> it's not on Hallmark. She's a little vixen. <laughs> On Hallmark, it's I always kid to kid my wife that, oh, we're watching something on Hallmark. When are those two crazy kids going to get together? You know, because that's always the theme of no matter what it is, Christmas <laughs> movies, whatever. It's not, not to throw, not to throw. I'm just going to throw this out here because it's in my head and I, I got to get it out. Boy. This Jody Harris is very. Looks like Lauren Boebert. <laughs> oh, she does. It's unfortunate. But... God, you know, I can never put this podcast to anyone I work with, guys. I know, I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. Your uh, comparisons uh, tend to come in handy, Rudy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, she does look like Lauren Boebert. And... That was good. Well done. And, well done. Um... <laughs> Andy. Maybe, maybe <laughs> we'd like to go to Beetlejuice, Jody Arias. <laughs> Hey, okay. uh, <laughs> hey uh, Chuck, I've come for your daughter. <laughs> uh, oh, by the way, Rudy, that reminds me. When I was doing The Haunt Saturday, yeah. uh, my particular character, I was, I was, uh, I worked on a voice all week for the character, right? And it kept evolving mm-hmm. and everything. And I thought, well, when people are coming through, uh, you know, after I deal with like 100 or so people, I'm going to get my voice down. But in the at the end, I sounded exactly like Mr. Krabs, and I was like, <laughs> "How did people not make fun of me? Are you ready, kids?" I was like, right on Mr. Krabs, and I'm like, "Well, what are you doing?" Uh, oh God. Anyway, <laughs> I, I just well, it was good, but I don't do an impression. It was very limited, but I was just saying my lines as Mr. Krabs, apparently, and uh, I can't hear you. And uh, I'm like these kids, these it's these so young good. whippersnappers that are coming through. I'm surprised because they're not exactly nice all the time. Uh, would have jokes about SpongeBob. Let me ask you this: 
Is SpongeBob <laughs> too old for like 20 year old kids? Probably, right? Like I think, well, I remember my, I have a niece who's 10 years younger than me. I have older siblings and, uh, and that was her time. So I would think this is around the 30s to mid 30s of SpongeBob. Yeah, I don't think it's uh it'll come back around, but sure. Yeah. It it's definitely out of their range. And then, and then you don't see the twenty year olds talking about Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. So it's also Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. Don't, oh my goodness. Don't whiz on the electric fence. I remember Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> or it's a log. It's log, it's log, it's big, it's heavy, it's wood. This is the best episode we've done so far this season. Uh, All right. So uh, I got three pitchers uh, right here, and I'm not going to lie. I don't know who one of these people is. I'm going to start off with him. You have a pitcher taking with somebody who looks like they're important. It's Cory Booker. Who is is Cory Booker? You don't know who Cory Booker is? Shut up. You don't talk to me in that tone of voice. You didn't know who Jody (laughs) Arias is. <laughs> fair point. I think that's equal. Uh, yes. So I, Cory Booker is. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, you know, I, I was at an event, and um, Cory Booker was there as well was as well as Elizabeth Warren, and I listened to them speak. It was a someone invited me to a thing when I lived in San Francisco, so I met him. Yep. And this was uh, just, he's just, dating who is Cory Rosario Dawson. Rosario Dawson. That so that's what I should have said. It's Rosario Dawson's boyfriend. There you go. That's a that's lot more interesting. I know Cory Booker. <laughs> yes, I agree. I'm learning. I'm learning. Uh, Rosario Dawson, hotter than Jody Arias. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'm not, <laughs> and did not murder somebody. Yeah. Uh, as far as we know. Uh, <laughs> uh, so you mentioned Elizabeth Warren. Uh, this yeah. is the same event. Right. This is such a name dropping podcast. Let me but we don't have anything everybody. like this. This is like, <laughs> like tell us that story. Tell Sorry, us that story. It's I yeah, will vote. Okay. This is this is a, an event to get get the word out for people to vote, or is this a people uh to get the word out for people to vote for the environment? Which one is this? Well, back then I had no affiliate I wasn't affiliated with Arizona State. I've only been here two years, so all of mine, just want to put a disclaimer, any political things I've been involved in were before and have nothing to do with what I do now. Uh, Don't yeah. cut that, please. And then, <laughs> and then, so that was an opportunity to hear from uh, candidates running for president. Oh, okay. And this was, yeah, this was a, this was in the primaries. And, uh, and so there were a lot of candidates, you'll remember, uh, Biden, Warren, Booker, uh, Pete Buttigieg, uh, oh, yeah. you know, bunch of them. Pete was the next one I was going to ask you about. So this is, that's all at the same event. No, no, the Pete one was different. Mayor Pete, uh, now Transportation Secretary Pete. Yes, that was a different event. Oh. But when you're in San Francisco, yes. candidates come uh, to raise money. And so you can, you can get a, a ticket can fall up a truck and you can get lucky and be brought into some of these things. I've never I mean, been brought know, into anything like this. I think <laughs> yes. it's my sunny disposition. Yes. You guys are really going 
<laughs> well, you know what I do want to talk about, if sure. I can interject here? Um, the Jane Goodall thing, which was what led us on this yeah. name drop tangent, yeah. uh, was just one of the tidbits that Ryan dropped on me. And the second one was that Ryan has, uh, what, you know what, I don't want to ruin this. Why don't you explain to people where you ranked in Sports Center's top 10 plays oh. and what that was for? Oh, I, I don't but, you know, there's only going to be one person that likes this podcast. It's going to be my mother. Uh, but yeah. I will go in. So, we, so kickball is a national sport. It's becoming bigger. I lived in Portland, Oregon for a decade. Uh, my friends brought me into it. It was very similar to baseball. There was no vintage baseball to be found at that time in Portland. And, I, and I'm not sure there is a hardy group uh, yet. Um, there is some, but, but I'm not sure how prevalent. And it's hard, right? It's Oregon. But you can't play kickball in the rain, and we did all year long. So then we created a travel team, and we went to the Denver Kickball Open uh, before the first game of the uh, tournament. We're playing San Diego. Those guys became friends, but we didn't know them at the time. There's a guy at first and third, no outs. You charge every time. These people bunt, and you can't cross the imaginary line between first and third until they touch the ball. So you have to be on a full sprint, time it to hit the line while they touch the ball. That's the strategy to get on man bunting. So you're running. You have to be, I was, you're in much better shape when you're doing that. And so I'd hit the line on a run and then you have to grab the ball and throw the guy out at first. Well, this kid comes up and says, I know because these people need friends with me. I'm going to kick this ball through that third baseman's face. And they said, please, please don't. Please don't, don't, just bunt, just keep, you know, let's keep station to station. But he went against their advice and kicked a line drive at me. You can see in this uh, highlight, I pop up, I catch it. Well, the first bait, the guy running from first didn't expect the guy to nail a liner. So I throw over to my buddy, Sean Anderson at first. And then the guy at third was already moving on the kick, had to go back and tag up. He starts running home. Sean throws home. It was a game-ending walk-off triple play. We won the tournament that day, and somehow Sports Center got that video and made it the number three top ten play of the day. Which was, I'll, I'll send you private, you know, on another thing, my reaction video to see yourself on Sports Center to hear your name when you're not a professional. It's like it's everything you imagine as a kid and more and you're just so excited and it was a really one of the most um humbling and cool and lucky uh and exhilarating moments of you know my life we still chat about it right it's been 10 years that's amazing <laughs> yeah. now i have um i uh, a portion of my life has been in uh youth work i worked in elementary schools and and yeah. such and running summer camp. So I've played a, a considerable amount of kickball against children, and I dominate. <laughs> Let me ask you this. you got to film that. <laughs> film that and send it in. Yeah. Is, it, is it as easy to kick a home run in kickball against children as it is in, like, a real game with adults? I would imagine. Now, I haven't seen the kids you're playing against, so yeah. I don't know what PEDs they're on. Like, I don't know. <laughs> But I'll say that um, 
in in the leagues we used to play in, it wasn't. I mean, they changed it a lot, but back then it was pretty pretty no, you know, wild west. It had to bounce twice, but people would throw uh, curve balls, and the ball would spin, and they dig their hands in those eight inch fading balls. People would strike out. It's not rolling it like uh, you what? do. It was it was legitimately intense, and uh, so that's why men bunted it, because it was hard to kick line yeah. drives because the ball's scooting all over. And the women were phenomenal. Uh, it was it was really athletic, and it was a lot of fun for a lot of years. Wow! So you can go on YouTube and you uh, look up kickball triple play on August fifth, two thousand thirteen, Sports Center top ten. Yeah, and, and uh, I've seen the play a couple of times now. You're not overselling it. I mean, they even do a little diagram to show you exactly yeah, what was going to happen. If in you the... remember when they do the one out, two out, three, like they do that on it, it was crazy. I mean, it's taken from a view, so it's, seeing it on your phone's a little difficult, but uh, you do it on a computer and you can and you can get a taste of it. Oh, this is going on my TV after we're done. I'm going to make my family <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, come <laughs> over after me having a few whiskeys. I'm sure I'll show it to you. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of a... It's no take back. <laughs> this is being recorded. No take back. No take back. Uh, Ryan, what's the most famous person in your phone? Oh, I don't really think I have any. That's a lie. <laughs> there is a um, phone number of a famous person. I know there is. Oh, I'm in the United States. Oh, or, or, oh here we go. Oh, okay. Uh, yes, go ahead. It. it doesn't matter. Uh, my friend, I won't say the name, but my friend. How are we going to know he's famous then if you don't say his yeah. name? Oh, well, I'm going to get you, some tips. I know. <laughs> I got 10 famous people in my phone, but I'm not telling no, you. No, no, I are. really don't. Um, I really don't. I'm trying to think of who. Does your friend have a certain set of skills? Is it Liam Neeson? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Liam oh, you know what? I have Mark, like, my friend. Is on a lot of she. She's a big um, advocate for. She was very famous in in Israel, and she's a big advocate for for Israeli rights. And I've seen her on Bill Maher and things like that pop up. So so I'd say she's not. I I don't think we would know her in the United States, but she's she's very well known in her country. And then my buddy, I know. I'm going to give a plug to my best friend. Two of my best friends. I have best friend from those five. My best friend now. Uh, uh, that, that was developed over the last five years. His name is Andrew Duhon, and he is a Grammy-nominated singer, but in Americana. So you wouldn't know it, but he's on Spotify, and I guarantee you'd like the music. Andrew, D-U-H-O-N. And you can listen to those jams and, and thank me later. And he would murder me, knowing that that's my reference. But so what? <laughs> uh, also a good ball player. Is your friend Noya Remalt? No. Is your friend <laughs> Hannah Katib? No. Nope. What are we doing? Is what your we... friend Rosa Genosar? No. no. You get one more. <laughs> is your is it Beyonce? Are you talking about Beyonce? Is your friend a lawyer? I, I do have a story about Beyonce, though. No, we're not. We're not. I'm not done yet. Are you? Uh... <laughs> Is your friend a lawyer? I know she's an attorney. Let me ask you this. 
if I clicked on, say, a link that said Israelis or Israel's 11 most inspiring women, is she going to pop up on that list? Oh, I don't know. Probably. Would, I, no, would it surprise it you to find out that Dr. Ruth is on this list? Oh, see, this is alive and dead then. So so she is not on this. This is forever. Oh, wait, this is 2019. I don't know if she'd show up in 2019. She's really hit her stride in this last year. Um, uh, well, yeah, well, if you look at people also search for she's on there. Was she born in 1981? <laughs> uh, no, uh, no. This is great. This is content. Is your Number friend, one. I've got it. Is your friend Gal Gadot? There we go. I wish. No, it is not. No. If it were Gal Gadot, I would be wearing that on a t shirt every day. I'd have seven t shirts. My picture and Gal Gadot's on it. I love it. While you were trying to figure it out, I did listen to Andrew Duhan's uh, single Coming Around, and it's I'm hooked. Song. Thank you for the recommendation. Well, you were listening great, to great music videos, while we were doing songs. And our other, one of our other closest, arguably one of our other best friends is a photographer who films a lot of these videos. Not that one, but some of the others. So I think you'll like it. I, I think that will be the most productive piece of information. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, hopefully your friend Leah will enjoy this podcast. Not Leah. <laughs> <laughs> I admire your tenacity. <laughs> Listen, I am always committed, committed to what I'm after. I, I'm going, I love it. I'm, I'm going to be sending him an email in the middle of the week. Is it Tanya? <laughs> Who was bringing you know, up Beyonce? What was Beyonce brought up? For? Oh, I, that's a quick story. I was at a Columbus Clippers game as an undergrad at Ohio State, which we referenced last time. I was with my fraternity brothers. And uh, Say My Name is just becoming the popular song. And we went to the Clippers game, and they said, let's get out of here. And I said, hold on. There's a concert afterwards. This group looks like they're going to be a big deal. They got a popular. <laughs> let's at least watch a couple songs so we say we could, we've seen them in case they get big. And it was Destiny's Child and Beyonce, and we were probably 20 feet away. And now, uh, now you'd have to pay hundreds, uh, thousands of dollars to get that. that and those were free tickets. So I actually saw Beyonce for free. And had, you know, there's no one at a Columbus Clippers game. Not in the cool new downtown. Yeah, no, that was the, the one on the west side of Columbus. Way yeah. in the sticks. I can't even remember what it was called. Roy. Cooper Stadium. Yeah, Cooper Stadium. And it was built beautifully. And then they renovated in the 70s. And it was just perfectly ugly like the minor league ballpark I grew up in was a uh, Lucas Fulton County stadium where the Toledo mud hens played. And you know, that, that was out there in the sticks too, before they all made these beautiful and thank God downtown ballparks. But yeah, it was one of those. That was your baseball talk, Ryan grease one or grease two. Let's get into that. You know, I tried to watch Grease 2 once with Shooter McGavin, I believe, is the star of that, the guy who played Shooter McGavin. Okay, I he think. is not the star. Uh, I, oh. I'm sorry. Is he in it? Yeah, he's in it. Okay, I, I'm sorry, Ryan. He's not the star of that. He is, but he's uh, in it. He is, well, I've never watched He is a member of the Thunderbirds, 
The T-Bird. The T-Bird. But the Adrian Zmed is the star of that particular oh, oh vehicle, no, sir. Adrian Zmed is not the star of Grease Michelle Pfeiffer also co-star. Co-head stars. Adrian Zmed. Are we talking about Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman? Yes. Can you believe she, she did... Can you believe she did the whip with the mannequins in the store on one take? And that was all one? Yeah. You know what? That's that's hot. I'm actually glad to know that. That's Yeah, I'm impressed by that. You can look that video up on YouTube, too. (laughs) Did you watch The Flash with Michael Keaton returning his back? Yes, I did. Loved it. It was great. Me, too. It got Nobody liked it. I'm sitting there, and I'm liking, I'm like, this is enjoyable. I love this. This is really yeah. great. It was yeah. good. I agree. Oh, I, agree. I want Jack Nicholson to come back as the Joker in one of these. Oh, He's willing to. Danny DeVito as the Penguin. Give me nostalgia. Give me nostalgia. Jack want, Nicholson is like 84 season. years old. You're not getting the Joker. It. He can still make it done. He can still do it. It's a different kind of Joker you're going to get. Shut <laughs> your mouth. I want you Danny DeVito. I want him to come out of the couch like like he doesn't always sunny where he's all greased yeah, up, he but as the penguin. <laughs> he can't breathe. <laughs> uh, Michael Keaton, my favorite Batman. Are we all in agreement? Who's your favorite Batman? Uh, Christian Bale. Christian Bale, then, then Michael Keaton. I'm sorry. Christian Bale just destroyed it. He's so good. No, uh, the voice ruined it for me. Rachel! Uh, but who's your favorite Bruce Wayne? I think Christian hmm. Bale. Well, Christian Bale kills it. As, I think when I think about it, I mix it. Like Michael Keaton, a fine Bruce Wayne, but you can believe that Christian Bale is a playboy billionaire. All that hair. I mean, he looks like he's worth a zillion dollars. Michael Keaton, maybe. I mean, Vicky Bale, who might be the best one. I go Vicky Bale over Rachel Dawes. I'll tell you that. Uh, I go Val Kilmer. I go. Oh yeah, Val Kilmer. I agree. Is that? Are you lying? Val Kilmer no. is the best Bruce. Val Wayne. Kilmer is your Bruce Wayne. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, Nailed yeah. it. Nailed it. Yeah. Not Clooney. You guys aren't going Clooney. You have to go. No. You have to go with what they had to work with. Christian True. Bale's yeah. Batman movies were much better and very dark. So, and he was excellent in in that role. Dark Knight. Uh, but that's not what. Uh, Val Kilmer's movies were that was a comic book, so yeah, I think yeah. he pulled off Bruce Wayne very good. And and I would say Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy over Kim Basinger. Oh, I don't like Kim Basinger except in Kill Bill. Kim Basinger's in Kill Bill, Uma Thurman's in Kill Bill. Yeah, yes, Uma Thurman is in Kill Bill. Uma Thurman is the star of Kill Bill. Yeah. Are you telling me that Kim Basinger is not in Kill Bill? I don't. I'm asking. I'm. I'm looking up. Am I getting her mixed up with somebody else? She. Was, Are you getting her mixed up with Daryl Hannah? Yeah. Yes. Come on, man. They they do look alike. I I'm going to give you that. No, you get a pass on that. It's okay. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to pass. I expect more out of myself. Uh, <laughs> But still, Kim Basinger, uh, still, still a no, hard pass. I mean, we're splitting hairs here, guys. Yeah, they're both. Uh, yeah, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah. I, 
But yeah, apples and oranges. Great. Yeah, they're all. Everyone's beautiful. Trust me. Yes, everyone <laughs> is lovely. Tommy Lee Jones, <laughs> not beautiful. Oh, well. <laughs> that's, that's not his fault. Not his fault. Back to Greece too. How could you not watch Greece too? I, I go Greece. I go Greece. You you didn't even watch all of Greece too. I was pretty un. It was almost insufferable the first. Time oh, you stop! Oh, I have Greece too. The soundtrack on uh, CD. I'll mail it to you. you Don't worry. Didn't you even didn't listen do. to I... Cool Rider. You're judging with that Cool Rider. Score I'll tonight. Give it, oh I'll my... give it a go. Oh my! I'll God. give it a go. I got a We're plane going ride. I'm gonna get pro tip. You don't want to be on a plane watching Grease too. You don't yeah, want that person know. sitting next to you to be like, is that guy watching Grease too? <laughs> Grease too, the much superior of the two movies. Okay. Very true. But you like Caddyshack too better too, huh? Oh no, Caddyshack Ooh. two is garbage. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> it is. It's, I can. I can make a case for it because it's the only Caddyshack is the first Caddyshack I was ever introduced to, but we're not going down that road. Yeah, we'll right. be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I do have one question. We Please. did talk, we did talk about like, um, we, we did Instagram stalk you. Um, and I'm still doing it. I know the, we got to talk the about land- the grateful dead. Go ahead, Rudy. <laughs> the, the, the landscapes, the locations, you are clearly a well-traveled individual. If you were given the opportunity to leave tomorrow and travel to one location, where would it be? Oh, that's such a good question. Okay, let's start out with narrowing it down. It's got to be somewhere warm in a beach. Like I want something. I want it remote. I really, so some of the cool pictures, thank you very much for saying that. Some of the cool pictures are just simply based in a real desire to see places that other people aren't. Um, one of the cool things I did was um, go um, to Tanzania, and then I and I uh, found my way into the village with with a with the guide who you know was kind of off the books, and he took me to a banana farm where they make banana beer and banana wine. One of those pictures you see is a big jug of banana beer. It's a group jug. You do not have your own cup. You blow the banana foam off the top because it'll fill you up too much. And you drink out of the cup and then you pass it to your friend. So you have to be, and then we went over and watched the, like picked a goat like a lobster and they killed the goat. And then we ate the goat, um, which isn't my, I'm not a big meat eater, but you know, when in Rome, you don't have much of a choice. And uh, and and so you've got to be willing to get a little sick, a little try some new things. But for me, it's always trying something different and getting into something unique and remote. So that's how some of the cool pictures happen. But I would say maybe somewhere in some, you know, there's, there's, there would either be in Asia or like or Southeast Asia or towards the Marshall Islands, not the Marshall Islands, but in that space of the world, Fiji, but not in the touristy part. Or I don't want to talk about it because I don't want anyone to go there, but the Faroe Islands, okay. it's on north of, of, of Scandinavia and Sweden and Scotland, and it's these gorgeous, majestic views, and you're going to be wet and cold and rained on, but you're going to hike and see waves crashing against these 
dramatic cliffs. So it'd be one of those two uh, trips, depending on the time of year. Wow. <laughs> Pretty selfish of you to not want anyone to ever enjoy it. Other than I said you. it. Hey, <laughs> no one really listens to this podcast, so you're safe. <laughs> Those would be the two places. Uh, you know, summer would be great to go get cold and do a hike. In winter, you want to be warm with the, uh, you know, uh, you know, go do that. What was the name of the strain of marijuana that you inhaled the night you went to the Grateful Dead concert? I I I uh, did not inhale. Uh, uh, <laughs> full circle. I, I, <laughs> I love to circle back. Um, I took edibles, and oh. you have to. You really yeah. have to. You can't be at a dead. It was dead and cold. You know, obviously. Um, it was phenomenal. It was really phenomenal. And um, and I'm a big John Mayer guy anyway because his guitar skills are, are, are incomparable. Um, and you have to be high for two reasons. One, it's just one long jam band session, and you really have to be a little high for that. And two, if you should get up to go to the restroom, making your way back is this incredible uh, um navigation between people who are just moving their arms in a way that has no rhyme or reason. So you can't look at someone and say, I'm going to go to the right because I know that person's next move and I'm going to get around them. They are flailing and dancing and having so much fun that you have to be high to be able to mind meld with them to get around them. Cause otherwise there is no, it, there's just arms and legs flailing all over. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Top five things I saw on the Chappelle show. Number five, Charlie Murphy's Hollywood stories. Number four, uh, the haters ball. Number three, I'm rich biatch. Number two, John Mayer and Dave Chappelle. Uh, you haven't, you haven't seen it. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And, uh, number one, Wayne Brady. I'm Wayne Brady. That was good. Where Wayne Brady's like the drug dealer or training day type deal. Has <laughs> Wayne Brady got a smack a bitch? Uh, uh, oh, so what was the? Uh, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with edibles. What is? Was it just called an edible, or are there names? Oh, I'm sure there's names. I you know everything I, has a name now. So. I can't recall. I can't yeah. recall. I can't recall. That's a good. You have many different uh, fabulous pictures of wildlife in the open Sierras and, uh, you know, uh, forests and, and, you know, all that stuff. But do you have any pictures of a sloth? I have never met a sloth. I called a kid sloth in college. That's the pledge nickname. He was a he was one of my pledge brothers and he was so slow and lazy, he was holding us up. And I said, You're such a sloth. And it stuck. He didn't love it. Um and, and we aren't close anymore. But yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> uh, back to Jane Goodall. I don't know why. When <laughs> I back to Jane Goodall, when I we just love bouncing okay. all over the place. Uh when I think of Jane Goodall, the first thing I think of is the apes and Sigourney Weaver. Is that not what everybody else thinks of? So so that's actually a different a woman who what? had the exact same mentor. So there are, there's the movie Gorillas in the Mist mm-hmm. by, played by Sigourney Weaver. 
And that uh, scientist's name is escaping me right now, but I'll get it for you. And she was one of um, Louis Leakey's three people, uh, three women scientists that went out. Diane Fossey is the scientist's name. She's passed. Uh, she was actually murdered by the, the tribe that she was fighting for to protect the gorillas. And Jane is the chimpanzees. And um, so a different, different area of Africa, but all in the sense of showing okay, how. So, so Jane does have something to do with chimpanzees. And then I just Jane got them mixed up. Which... That's right. And it's easy to do. Both were uh, working on their own research and both had the same mentor. So, so you, you aren't terribly off. Okay. Now I got to go back. The other woman, what was her name? Diane Fossey. Diane got killed by the tribe that she was trying to protect. She got killed by the tribe she was battling with in protection of the gorillas. Oh, so holy cow! So, so she it's got a hard thing. I mean, <clears throat> was that in the I movie, or was that it's after a movie the movie? Gorillas, the gorillas in the mist. Yeah. It? Yes. And I think it's like a, a, like at the end, it's like a, it gives a little like blurb at the end of the movie. It'll tell you what's going on. There are a lot of thoughts about her methods and what her interaction with the local tribe was, because what we have to rep recognize and respect is there's not a lot of money there. And people sometimes eat bush meat because bush meat being animals that are, that are mm -hmm. living in the bush, sometimes monkeys, because, um, because they don't have another option. So as we work towards helping folks, what can we be doing to help folks conserve uh, their own pieces of land? And, and how do we be respectful and not necessarily put uh, Western values on everything? A barrel roller, someone came to say hello. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, nice. I, don't, I don't see anything. Look at that. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For the listener out there on the audio format, uh, a giant cat was just revealed. So I didn't see anything. Uh, okay, so I have the I have the t the ten things you didn't know about Jane Goodall. Okay. Oh boy. Uh, I'm just gonna pick one out here, and I'm gonna have you comment on it. No, I don't like that one. No. 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 That's not. That's not impressive right there. No. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. I'll just go with number one. Her findings okay. changed the definition of man. Yeah, I referenced it earlier. When, eight, when she could prove that chimps used tools, that was the way man was defined as the only um, species, living thing, mammal, that used tools. And uh, Jane's time gaining the trust of the chimpanzees, she got really close with one of these old uh, old males named David Gray, Graybeard. That was her favorite chimp. It's on her stationery. And, um, and he invited her over, and, and she watched him eat ants with a stick, which is tool, you know, primitive, uh -huh. but tool-making. And so then they had to change the definition of man. That's crazy. What and you can see why when we get teary eyed meeting this woman, right? Like yes. she she is an icon and um I'm really proud to 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 have a chance to share any time with her. 
And we'd love to have her on the show. And also Sigourney Weaver, uh, <laughs> who is, who is in no way <laughs> did not play her in a movie. Uh, anyway, <laughs> hey, uh, Ryan, thanks so much for taking an hour out of your time uh, after you already gave us a half an hour of your time uh, and being such a good sport and talking a bunch of stuff and not allowing you to even touch on baseball. I, it, it, it's honestly my honor. Let me apologize to the listener. What? Uh, what? I, I don't, it this sounds is like one of our of favorite home. episodes ever. You don't <laughs> apologize for this. Well, it sounds like a bunch of humble brags, but it has been, I, I, I once dated a girl who said to a friend, his story's made up, his stories sound made up, but I was there for some of them and they're true. And I have been <laughs> uh, very lucky to live a very just a lucky life. And so it's always fun to share. And I just hope the good fortune keeps going and then always happy to come on here or you know, whatever I can do to support you guys, you're hilarious, and I appreciate knowing you. Oh my, man, jeez, <laughs> just, just got, we're not we're not capable of this quality of an interview. We're no, not, you know, we're that, definitely right? not worthy of this. I have, yeah. I have the worst feeling right now that when I'm done <laughs> and I go to format this, it's going to say file corrupt, like it never happened. But we never have the happened. Zoom. <laughs> we have the yeah, zoom. we have the zoom. Don't worry. And I'm gonna be honest. This might be the very first episode that my wife will listen to. So fingers crossed. Oh crap! And I made that comment earlier. No edits. I know. <laughs> no edits, Shelly. Sure these parts don't get yourselves in trouble. That's a one. <laughs> oh my god, this is so much fun. Ryan, thank you so much. You have a, a good night, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again in the future for sure. I look forward to it, too. And as I said in the last one, you guys are welcome out here. We have a big event in late uh, March. Early, I think it's April 6th, 7th, something. I think it's decided. Come out to the Copper Classic. Come come do interviews at the Copper Classic. Come meet folks at the Copper Classic. If you need a place to stay on either side of going to Bisbee, you, my house is open to you too. Let me know. I would love to have you. So, so please. Oh, I'm allergic I, to cats, Ryan. <laughs> well, I have a little. I have a little quarantined off uh, guest suite that that he doesn't go in. So you will be fine. <laughs> no excuses. Has Sigourney Weaver ever it. been in that guest house? He's not going to tell you right now. <laughs> no, she has, she has better accommodations than what I could. <laughs> Oh man. All right. Uh Rudy, go ahead and say your goodbyes and then stay on the line after uh we let Ryan go. Absolutely. Ryan, it it was a pleasure to meet you at the Ohio Cup. It's just been a treat and a delight to get to know you better since then. I look forward to crossing paths many more times in the future and, and I wish you nothing but the best, bud, okay? Thank you both. Gents, go tigers. Talk soon. All right, bye bud. Bye. See you later. Did he mean Detroit Tigers? Because they yeah. didn't make the playoffs. It's over. Like, no, was he, that a rib? Was he ribbing no, us? He, he, no, no. He's he's showing his roots. He's showing his, his he you know he's a Michigan kid. Maybe you should say good luck to the Tigers next year. What is this? What is? <laughs> you can say go Tigers any year, any time of year. Go Tigers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyway, did we? 
Did we talk? Uh, did we talk about everything that we were going to talk about earlier? What were we talking about? I feel like we did. Uh, now, why is it that you say Shelly Bear is going to listen to this? Oh, because the second that I mentioned that he knew Jane Goodall, she was she was in. She I can't was like, believe I knew the name Jane Goodall, and I knew the movie Gorillas in the Mist, but I. But I didn't remember hey, we, the name, even after he said it, I didn't remember the name of the actual character. Diane Fossey? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Where did I know hey. Jane Goodall from then? Is there a different movie? I mean, Jane Goodall is kind of like a cultural icon. So, like, I'm sure she's like, it's it's uh, it's that, like, a word association type situation. Like, you're going to think gorillas. Jane Goodall works with chimpanzees. Very similar, not the same. I think that's what happened. Because honestly, Dead Barrel Roller, before, like, I think I learned the same thing, of, like, a decade ago. Because I always thought Gorillas in the Mist was Jane Goodall. And it's not. Hmm. There we go. There it is. Yes. You did it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So thanks for everybody, uh, listening to this. No, you know what? We did not talk vintage baseball. One, we talked vintage baseball already with Ryan. Rudy got that out of the way in 30 minutes, but Rudy smelled it out. You sniffed. You... <laughs> there's more, there's more meat on this bone barrel roller. Damn. You were right, Rudy. <laughs> if that's not the rightest thing you've ever said, uh, thanks. And except for his lack of knowledge of Jody Arias and his terrible grease take. What? <laughs> I'll never huh. get over that. Rudy, have we ever had a, a talk about grease? No, but because we feel very similar in this opinion. Grease 2 is the far superior movie. Um, I have it on VHS and I have the CD. And I would play it on a loop constantly in college once I got the VHS. Because, I mean, I could go on. Reproduction. Cool Rider. Let's Girl score. for all Who's seasons. Girl for all seasons. Come on. It's the best. It has the better music. It's not super creepy. It's great. Uh, I actually contacted Maxwell Caulfield. No, you did I did. This was like two years ago to try to get him on the show on uh Rex Manning Day? Yeah, that was it. It's in April. Yeah. I tried to get him on Rex Manning Day and then I'm like, "You know what? He, he's getting a ton of requests for Rex Manning Day, so I'm going to request early and then just play it on Rex Manning Day and uh <laughs> I never heard anything back. But damn it, I tried multiple times. Cuz yeah. I was I was like, yeah, oh, we'll talk about Empire Records. No, no, no. It was Grease no. 2 we were going to talk about. Yes, we were. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Don't forget, you can go to our YouTube channel and uh, check out our videos. You could subscribe. I mean, uh, we're never going to hit 1,000, but we can keep trying, damn it. We get 1,000. We can do live video next year. Uh, whatever it's possible it is possible <laughs> and it's it, if everybody just did it we'd be there but you know, people yeah. uh, 
Uh, also, uh, boy, I feel like there's other things that we, we got more videos coming out. We got all the videos from the Akron cup coming out. We have a couple more audio presentations from my time at Rocky point. Um, and we have plenty of interviews and you never know what we're going to come up for, for, uh, Christmas, uh, this year at the end of the season, you never know. Uh, but I will tell you this on October 10th on Hulu, it's moonlighting all 67 episodes. So you might want to check that out. Uh, I'm very yeah. excited about that. Rudy, uh, so great to be able to talk to you two weeks in a row. I don't remember the last time we've, <laughs> we've been able to do that. Feels good. And, uh, and we went a whole episode. I don't know. How should I label this episode? Like you're not going to hear baseball, yo. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to fool I don't people. Know. Like, whatever, I'll figure it I... out. And it, you know, <laughs> if we're an hour and twelve minutes in right now, Rudy, if people are still listening right now, you have they have an issue. Okay, like go, <laughs> just go. No, 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 Why no. We appreciate <laughs> you, uh, uh, Bobby Murkowski. We appreciate <laughs> you. <laughs> Middle's like, what do you mean? Aren't, what do you mean you're done? <laughs> All right. Uh, Have a good night, my friend, and thank you to all the listeners. Are you ready, kids?